If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, TJ, you've got a fun story uh, from Larry Fitzgerald, one of the best pros in professional football that we're going to share and talk about and discuss. But before we do, let's say a quick shout-out to our friends. Hustlers, we've got some things you don't want to miss. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's communication tip of the episode. This week, coaches, I'd like to remind you that every word matters. As you go through your week, I'd like to challenge you to think, what if every word you spoke to your players were the very thing that they kept with them for the rest of their life? Let me repeat that. Every word you spoke to your players was the very thing that they kept with them the rest of their life. There's a chance that could be true. There could be something you say to your players that they never are able to shake. It lives with them forever. Understanding that, we're reminded of the responsibility, but also the opportunity we have as a coach. So this week, I'd like to challenge you to make sure you are breathing life into your players. Make sure the words you are speaking are encouraging them and inspiring them and helping move them forward to be the best version of themselves. We have a responsibility and an opportunity to use our communication to help change the lives of our players. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app serving over 15 million people across the globe, helping bring coaches, parents, and players together in an organized manner, getting everything coordinated all season long. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. Yeah, Adam. So actually, this came from an article that uh, Micah, my assistant, shared with me when I read it. I thought, oh, that's such it's so simple, but so good. You know how many oftentimes things that are really simple are really good. Mm-hmm. But Larry Fitzgerald's advice to freshmen, like first timers. And uh, college, college freshmen? Well, I think it's the title of it, but it's actually not even relative to freshmen. It's actually when he showed up in the NFL. But it's talking about coming in for the first time. Okay. You're, you're a high school freshman. You're a college freshman, whatever. And it's really, really simple, but really, really good, too. So this is what he says. And for the record, I haven't heard this, or you, you haven't shared it with me. I I'm haven't. hearing it fresh. I'm putting you like on the everyone, spot. Yeah, I'm putting you on the like spot. Just like everyone else. When I first came to the Cardinals, I was fortunate to share the locker room with Emmitt Smith, and I was struck by the way he conducted himself. I figured he must know a lot of things I don't, so I watched him closely. I watched the way he ate, how he trained, and how he generally handled himself on a day-to-day basis. I learned so much just from watching Emmett, and I'm really thankful that I had the opportunity to learn from him. So that's the first part of it, okay? So really insightful, just the fact that he would go in there and realize this guy knows something I don't. He talks about the learner he is, right? Then he says, I'd advise freshmen, any freshman of any kind, to find a guy or a girl in your new team that's had a kind of career you'd like to experience, and then spend your first year he says in the league, you know, but it's talking about or or in, in high school, whatever. First year, 
just observing them. Don't badger him or her with questions unless he or she's open to that sort of thing. But instead, make a note of the things he or she does right and try to replicate them. If you do things the right way, your teammates will notice and you'll gain their respect. Concentrate on doing things the right way. And so I, I really thought, and again, it's not like some mind-blowing you know, comment, but the fact that Larry Fitzgerald went into the league and he thought to myself, I want to be great, right? And what can I do to be great? Well, uh, I'm gonna, you see, then he watches Emmett and he says, well, gosh, this is what Emmett does. And then he starts taking notes, physically taking notes on how Emmett conducts himself, how he eats, how he does anything and everything. I think it's just really important a lesson for any any level of player. Like, who who do you know that does something great? Like, this could be applied to a coach, to business, to whatever. Who do you know that does something great? Who are you trying to emulate? Who are you taking notes on and figuring out what their life's about and what they're doing? So give me some thoughts on that. Yeah, first off, I mean, incredible sense of maturity from a young player, Larry mm-hmm. Fitzgerald, to do that. I think it's probably a little easier when you do have a Hall of Famer next to you, yeah. all right? Because obviously you want to get to that level, but but even still, I don't want to diminish what Larry Fitzgerald just did right there because there's so many people that don't, right? Mm-hmm. That that they do recognize if you were to ask them, oh man, Emmett Smith's a great role model, a great person to have like to look up to. But are they being as intentional to try to replicate the behavior? I think that's the key, right? I think the intentionality is the the key because you're right, like. We can all find somebody. I mean, let's just say at your local high school, right? Maybe they're not the senior on your basketball team. Maybe it's the starting linebacker. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's worth going out to football practice and watching. Maybe it's worth going out to track and watching. You know, I guarantee you there's somebody in your school that is a, an elite athlete and leader that is worth following that you could be taking that – but most people would never be as intentional to do something like yeah, this. Yeah, and I think coaches, even when coaches get a chance to like observe a practice from another coach, someone they look up to, I think there there's some note taking and all that. But how detailed is it, right? Are you are you able to find someone that you can be around regularly and consistently? Maybe like an assistant coach who's on a staff with a really respectable head coach. How intentional are you being as an assistant to take it all down and write it all down, right? Like some of this stuff, if you're an assistant coach, you've got a great head coach, TJ. Listen, don't leave it to chance that you'll remember the things they did. Yeah. <laughs> like, like write it down. When you write, you remember, as they say. Be intentional. That's, that's, that's the first thing, the maturity. And I mean, I was with, I was with one of the football teams um, just recently, this was last year actually, running back, best running back in the state of Maryland, all right, last year. Incredible player. And he had two young guys backing him up. I remember asking the two young guys like some questions about um, the starter, right? Yeah. Like, hey, do you know, like, man, he, what a beast. Do y'all agree? Oh my gosh, yeah, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no surprise. He's best running back in the state of Maryland. Do you know, like, what his offseason workouts look like? No, no, not not really. Do you know like like his vision, like what he does and what he looks at, like when he's in the backfield, right? And and he's gearing up for the play. Do, have you ever asked him like what is he observing? What are little trips, you know, little tricks of the trade that he's doing? No, right. never yeah. asked him. Like I, I think from a player perspective, I think players, especially younger players, could do a significantly better job 
trying to learn from those they want to be like or those that they'd want to emulate in a situation like Larry Fitzgerald. So when I say maturity, absolute maturity. Yeah. Young athletes don't do that enough. Yeah. They don't ask enough questions. They they don't pick the brains enough, right? That is healthy. Yeah. And here's my would be my challenge to coaches, you know, like uh what are you doing to help your players um think that way you know what i mean what are you what are you helping them to do like i I think at the end of the day um what if we were just to sit down and have a simple conversation if you were to ask your players what athlete in this school do you look up to the most and what do you want it to be like you know i think most of them would be like i don't know you know then they could decide one and then you would say well, what are you doing to figure out what they do? Well, nothing. I don't want to bother them. I don't, you know, and I just think walking them through the process. I, and I, when I think about it and growing up in my own career, I remember being sixth grader, seventh grader, and I remember looking up to seniors in high school and wishing, totally. yeah, wishing I was like them. And like a senior talked to you as a freshman and made your day, yeah, right? Yeah, and I think that uh, at the end of the day, it, you know, if um, if you want to be great, and I, I think this completely applies, you know, to coaches in the sense, like, if, if you want to be great, I mean, we've shared this, I don't know if, if we've shared this before or not, but uh, Mono was sharing in our snaps conversation the, 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 uh, the quickest way to uh, wisdom or the or the best shortcut to wisdom is a great mentor mm-hmm. you know coaches who's your mentor right now who's your Emmett Smith I think you know and, and it's that yeah, it was Larry Fitzgerald and that's the article but you know um, in whatever you're doing who is your Emmett Smith who's the guy who's the girl that you're looking up to um, in coaching to, to try and get better I love that you said to have players and walk them through that process ask your players those questions ask the younger player Hey, have you ever asked so and so like what he looks for? See, we got to remember as coaches, our players, although they may not be as sophisticated and equipped as a teacher as we are, they are able to teach in a way that we can't. Yeah. Right? Cuz they can connect with the player in ways that we can't. So, you know, for for me, I want the players to be able to like help teach. So I'm going to help prompt that activity. Right. Go ask. Have you ever asked him? Like when he's coming down the court, like what he's looking at, things that he's observing. He's so good. His vision is so sharp on the court. If you ever ask him, like, how does he develop that? How did he get better on that? Wouldn't you love to have the same vision? Oh, yeah. I would love it. Yeah, absolutely. You should ask him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, I love the this, this story about Steve Kerr. Have you ever heard about his manifesto? Have you ever read that article? I don't think I have. So <clears throat> when he was an analyst, he thought maybe one day he would get back into coaching. So for two years, he took notes of everything that he saw on the road of things that he would want to do different, down to what restaurants he thought made the most sense, what hotels made the most sense, all the way to what happened in practice, what passing drills, whatever it is. And for two years, he prepared himself to take over to be a coach. He had no idea if he'd coach, when he would coach, or who he would coach. But he was emulating. Now, he had the luxury of not just having one Emmett Smith, but having, you know, uh, Spolstra and Popovich. He was in everybody's practices, and he was able to see that through that. But he but it goes back to the same thing, just being intentional enough to write it down, what he would do better, even to the place of where he thought he would eat that made the most sense to his teams. I absolutely love that he also included don't badger them with questions. Mm. right? Because there's a lot of people that – 
I mean, just frankly, they're just not that interested in being the mentor. I was watching a Brett Favre interview the other day, and he was talking back with with his Aaron Rodgers days, and and he was not really interested in being Aaron Rodgers' mentor. Yeah, he just wasn't, and he's made that clear. So Aaron Rodgers, he had an opportunity to learn a lot from Brett Favre, but it probably wasn't going to come by way of him sitting down and having Brett for hours share him share with him all the secrets. Yeah. But you could pick up the secrets if you watched and you observed. So I think sometimes as players, I love that note because I, I just think that's it isn't always easy to just go and ask and have that question or have that conversation because I don't know if they'll always give it to you. If you remember, this kind of reminds me a little bit of when I recorded about Chauncey Billups and he shared about Terrell Brandon, right, and how yeah. Terrell Brandon helped mentor him to a point that if it wasn't for Terrell Brandon in Minnesota in his fourth season, yeah. he would not have been the leader that he was when he went to Detroit. Yep. He said he just didn't know. But it also goes back when he was on other teams with D. Brown and different individuals prior to that, the people weren't interested in really telling him or right. teaching him. Okay, so it, it's interesting. You know, I like how Larry Fitzgerald incorporated that. Yeah, it, the, the, and that's that's right because, I mean, I, I think about that at the end of the day. Like I think I'm a pretty giving mentor or whatever, but I think at the same time, you know, there's particular people that come by and ask questions every single day that are like, hey, this is it. And, and sometimes I realize um, it's really not that, it, you know, thought out of a question. It was more of like to show you that I'm here to learn, you know, and and, and recognizing that Emmett's time was really um, valuable and saying if Emmett will take these questions, I definitely want to give them to him. But if he doesn't, you know, th- then I understand that, too. And, and I'm just going to learn anyway. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's what I got from it. I'm going to learn anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you want to give me more. I'm going to get more. But you're not going to stop me from learning. And I think that guys that pursue, um, girls that pursue greatness of with an, a relentless, I'm going to find a way, um, always find a way to succeed. And he, he said, best case scenario, he lets me pick his brain every day. Worst case scenario, I just watch everything he does and he doesn't have to say a word. You know, and that's pretty, pretty powerful. I think, I think it's so interesting. And it's not a surprise, but it's just interesting to look back and reflect and talk on. You always, whenever you come across successful people, you always hear similar stories to this. Yeah, you, you do. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like you, you, you see a successful story. You know, Hall of Fame speech. You know, and they go and they start sharing. Oh yeah, you know, I just, I watched and I observed and learned and this and that. And it's just a common theme amongst all successful people's histories. Yeah, is this type of activity. Yep. So should that communicate something to us? Yep. That it's part of the process then to become the successful person you strive to be? Yep. I think it does. Yeah, and I think there's layers to it. I just – one final thought, and it's, there's layers to it, right? Like um, the more intentional you can get about it, the better you're going to be. So at the end of the day, if I think the ultimate is to have a mentor. Like find mentors in your life and identify them as mentors. But even if you don't have those mentors, you can still gain by asking questions. You can still gain by watching and taking notes. There's still a lot of ways, even if, you know, I'd love to call up Steve Kerr and say, can you mentor me, right? You know, but probably not going to happen. But that doesn't mean I can't learn anything from Steve Kerr. I can read his book. I can watch whatever. There's a whole bunch of ways to learn that. So um, I think take it to the highest degree you possibly can if you're pursuing being the best you possibly can. I think it's interesting also. I, I wonder if Emmett recognized, and I'm sure he did, that his simple actions were he was leading by example to that level. 
I wonder if he knew that. Yeah. I wonder if he recognized that. And I think it's also important that I always say this. Players often say, you know, I'm a lead by example type coach, right? And I always say, wow, okay, so all you have to do is just walk in the room and people want to follow you and emulate you and study you. Is that, or is that what you're saying? I mean, that's pretty bold and audacious of you if that's what you're commenting. I think it's a reminder that situations like this, you do have Hall of Fame players. Mm-hmm. You get players on, on high, high levels. I don't think that I, – I don't think – I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think it's common – to have uh, individuals look at players like that and emulate and watch their every step, okay? Yeah. I don't know if that makes makes sense at all, but like, I I just think sometimes Emmett Smith is leading by example right there. He didn't. He doesn't even have to talk. He's just simply moving, and and he's one of the rare people that can get away with that, where he wouldn't even necessarily have to have a conversation with Larry Fitzgerald throughout the season. But boy, he would impact them like crazy. I guess I just don't want people listening to this thinking, what, just like Emmett Smith, I didn't even need to talk to him. Mm-hmm. I just did my thing and people just watched and followed. Yeah, but let me, let me also, there's layers to that, right? So you're talking about a high school freshman that's trying to be great. The first thing they can look up to is a senior that really cares and gets after it. You know what I mean? And so Larry Fitzgerald's trying to take his spot of being an NFLer to being a Hall of Famer. So now he needs to look up to that. I, I think. First things first, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I think there is always somebody we can look up to that's right in our realm right now. That's fair. And so it, you know, it, it uh, you know, I don't think when when uh, Larry Fitzgerald was in, in ninth grade, he needed Emmett Smith in his life. He just needs somebody in the weight room that worked hard every day, somebody that worked on running routes good every day and practicing because they wanted to be a great high school receiver. You know, and look up to that person. And then it grows. And then as your levels grow up, I mean, we all need to continue to mentor up. Mm-hmm. You know True. what I mean? Like there's certain places that uh, there's people in your life, mentors that could take you to, that now you, you've you gone as far as you can in this particular aspect. You need another mentor that can take you to another place, right? Maybe not even a higher place, just a different place. Different place yeah. Because if, if, if I asked you to mentor me, right, there's probably places you could grow me. And there's other aspects that you wouldn't grow me. I need somebody else to grow me and vice versa. And so I think, yeah, I get it. I know there's not an Emmett Smith everywhere, but I'd, I'd venture to say in all of these scenarios, there's somebody in the school worth looking up to. You know what I mean? And and, and that person just gets you to that place. Now, I hope you outgrow that person, <laughs> yeah. right? And then you need to look up somewhere else. And then hopefully you become that person. And then you go to college and you do it all over again. Now you need somebody new to look up to. And then hopefully you become that person one day. And then maybe if you make it to the NFL, because I tell you what, there's probably a bunch of people in the locker room now looking up to Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, now he does. Yeah, and so it's it's cyclical, and we all got to play different roles in that at different ages at different times. I like it. No, I, I do, and I think Larry Fitzgerald. How long ago was this written? I don't know. I, I think it was a couple of years back. I, I I promise you, he takes that, and it has a place in his mind regularly. This whole sequence where he is now being more intentional with his actions and his behaviors, knowing that there's probably young guys just like that doing exactly what he did. Yeah. You know, so he's kind of paying it forward, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I love that. So either way, I think the thing that stood out to me as you, you read it is the intentionality. Yeah. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I could do a lot better and be more like Larry Fitzgerald in different situations, observing, taking notes, 
And I think one other thing that's really neat about this, and I think one thing that prohibits a lot of people from doing it, is humility. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Yeah. I'm going to, like, that is acknowledging, TJ, that you don't know it all. It is. Because there's a lot of freshmen that enter the space who, man, they think they've got it figured out. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, okay, I'd appreciate a little advice on occasion, you know, but I'm good. Like, I know how to handle it. I know how to live. I know how to play. I know how to prepare. I'm in the pros. Yep. You don't get to the pros by not knowing what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. Are they humble enough to actually get to that level and say, wow, I, I don't know everything? Yeah, most of the time what gets you there doesn't keep you there. And that's why you always got to level up. You know, that's why, you know, Larry, Larry Fitzgerald didn't need Emmett Smith to get to the NFL. Right? He didn't need him. But now when he starts talking about wanting to be a Hall of Famer, he needed him. And, and that's why point. there's always those levels to it is we can always level up and we can always find a way to get better and there's always somebody there. And the flip side of that, there's always somebody watching. I can't tell you how many times my wife has said, yeah, that's, uh, that's um, you're, you're your daddy's son. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and most of the time it's not a positive <laughs> one. And I think, oh, shoot, he is watching that, you know? Keep an eye on Boston. Yep, Keep it. an eye on Boston. <laughs> Listen, Larry Fitzgerald's one of the most professional professionals out there. Yeah. And he, he is first class all the way around. Appreciate you sharing that, TJ. Listen, I am Adam. He is TJ. Together we are the Hardwood Hustle. Till next time, we're out.